A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, and welcome once again to History Dweebs. My name is Tim. Welcome to the podcast where we take a lighthearted look at the dark side of history. And the title of our podcast today is The Manacled Mormon. Uh, it's an odd story that uh, was submitted to us by our good friend Jason Dykes, who uh, submits uh, scripts from time to time. Sister. He's in between knitting his death shrouds right now. Oh, yeah, because he has... Um, Arthritis in his thumb. In his knuckle, I think. Whatever. Yeah. But we appreciate it, Jason. Thank you for submitting this uh, story. It's a bizarre story of a woman who kidnap, allegedly kidnaps and allegedly rapes a Mormon missionary. So it's an interesting story. Um, pretty bizarre. We're going to talk about it. But before we do, let me remind you that we are a um, comedy, true crime slash history podcast. We use adult language, so if you're easily offended, this might not be the podcast for you. Please check out one of the other fine true crime and history podcasts out there, and we would recommend for true crime, uh, They Walk Among Us, uh, which is one of the top-rated podcasts that you can find. It's It's great, and... Uh, for history podcasts, we would recommend uh, Professor Buzzkill. So there's your couple recommendations, and um, they are very good podcasts that somehow, Brandy, are, they're able to complete po their podcast without using foul language. I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know either. Seems weird. <laughs> I know. It would for you. Um, I am joined today by the very lovely and talented, a lady who is known as Brandy the Benevolent. She is the Honorable, the Majestic Queen Brandy the First. How are you today, Brandy? I'm majestic. How are you, Timmy? Uh, I'm I'm not majestic. I don't I, know why not. Well, I you know some days I feel some days you feel majestic and some days you don't. Uh, well, yes, I understand that. We are not joined today by um, our uh, normal co-host, our dear friend Colonel. Uh, Walters, who is not available today for this podcast. <laughs> so we are, uh, he didn't get suspended or anything like that. It's just that he was not available today. So uh, we're trying to catch up on some scripts that we have out there. And um, it's difficult around the holidays because, well, we've just, it's been a strange like three months because we had a DweebCon going on and then we, we had. Uh, the colonel was out for some health reasons, and I was on vacation. I mean, it's just been hard to get the three of us together. But we will have a podcast with the whole crew, Brandy, very soon. Great. I'm not making any commitments when, but soon. Hopefully, I wouldn't make commitments. Hopefully later this week or next week. But every time I say that, then it never, never happens. So, uh, But the colonel is tied up, and I'm... <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to discuss why. We're not going to discuss his colonoscopy. <laughs> right. We should not. We should not discuss that because, uh, but he's doing something for his health and it's a positive thing. So we want to reinforce that. I told him he it's the first time he's gotten one. I told him he needed to go out and buy some um, extra large overnight maxi pads because he was going to bleed and you didn't want it to show through your oh, jeans. Oh my God. Don't scare <laughs> him. He's already scared to death. I know that made me happy. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I know they're going to find cancer. I said, Chuck, they're not going to find anything. It's, uh, it, it's, it's 
it's really a simple procedure. It's not nothing to be worried about, but he is, of course, paranoid. So we're thinking about you, Colonel. Well, you're getting you know, something shoved up your rectum. Um, <laughs> Damn near destroyed him. <laughs> he should send him. He should uh, uh, buy the doctor's flowers afterwards. We we should. Can we can we borrow Jason's death shroud for Chuck for a little bit? <laughs> he is so worried about that thing. So currently, he is drinking the go-go juice. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, please just don't call me at all tonight. You can text, but don't call. <laughs> He's going to be spending the evening on his throne, I think. Yes, seat belted. Yes. Um, okay, so let's get into this story, Brandy. The Manacle Mormon. I know you're excited about this story. I am excited about this story. We were going to cover this yesterday because you were out. I was, you know, working. Well, yeah. That's at my say. job. That's what you say. That pays the bills. But uh, it doesn't really. (laughs) I heard rumors that you and Dave get couple massages every week. I heard that rumor too, which is hilarious considering my husband doesn't like people touching him. Never (laughs) mind the fact that- Have you ever had a couple massage? No. And if I was going to get a couple's massage with somebody, it would not be my husband. It would be one of my friends. (laughs) Because that's just odd that somebody would make that up. Yes, but that's a rumor going around. It is you? a rumor, and I'm okay with that. Are you confirming or denying it? I will neither confirm nor deny uh-huh. that I am a baller uh-huh. that makes <laughs> all kinds of money and here at my <laughs> social service government job. <laughs> the rumor was that you and, and your husband, Dave, have uh, couples massages each week. Every week. Because Every week. So Not even money. once a month. Every week. That yeah. Because I make so much money. <laughs> so, you know, there's a lot wrong with that whole statement and how... This person came up with that. I will never know. Once in the Philippines, I had a massage by two women at one time. Was it a massage? <laughs> it was. It was pretty amazing. You know, four hands working on you. It's amazing. I'm sure. It only costs like 80 pesos or something. What was that, three bucks? Yeah, something like that. There you go. I tip, though. No, the bargain. Well, you should have tipped. <laughs> Did both you double tip? I tipped both of them, yeah. Good. Well, you should have double tipped. Yeah. Just, uh, just the tip, just for now, Jason's. Uh, he wanted us to. Uh, he wanted us to remind everyone uh, and caution everyone that no penises were cut off making this episode. So I don't know what that means. I think Jason's trying to be funny there. So we'll. Oh, stop! <laughs> well, no penises were cut off during this episode. During during the making uh, of this episode, season. of course, it's early in yeah. this episode, so. <laughs> Who's to yeah, say? Yeah, we yeah you never know what's going to happen. But we we appreciate Jason. He's he always sends us pretty funny scripts. This is a funny story. Uh, the manacled Mormon is the name given to a British by the British press to a 1977 case. And were you born in what year were you born? I was born by 77. All right, so you're probably mm-hmm. like 22 or something by then. Uh, not not hardly. Try I, I was three, so I don't really remember. Uh, okay, you don't remember. You don't remember uh, watching this on the evening news. I did not. I did. Cronkite or uh, Cronkite or uh, or that guy Peter yeah. Jennings. Peter, no, nah, that was before Peter Jennings. I forget. No, it wasn't. Eric, Eric Severi. Remember him? No. Yeah, well, must see. have been one of your hillbilly anchormen. No, no, no. He was a national dude. Peter Jennings was national. He was awesome. Did he, did he die of cancer? Mm-hmm. I thought he died. Okay. Anyway. This is when you were allowed to smoke on the air. Yeah. That was weird watching that. Yeah. Anyway, this, uh, the Manacle Mormon case uh, was the name given to by the British press in 1977, in which an American woman, allegedly, we're going to say allegedly here, because this woman was never convicted of these crimes. So she kind of left. It's happened in Great Britain, and she left before she went to Oh, there you court. go. So she would never, she never actually... Uh, she was arrested, but she never actually uh, was found guilty of any of these crimes. So we we're we're saying alleged throughout this. So keep that in mind. But it was alleged that Joyce McKinney um, kidnapped a Mormon missionary and held him for prisoner for three days, handcuffing handcuffing him to a bed and allegedly raping him. Brandy. Hmm. Yeah, and we don't want to make fun of sexual assault. It's not funny. It's just this woman is kind of out there, according to these reports uh, yes. we're going to talk about. Okay. So, uh, again, just to be clear, this case was never adjudicated. And this, what we're taking, we're, we're taking, Jason got this information from 
uh, events that were described in television and newspaper accounts. Okay. So Miss McKinney may or may not be guilty. Got it. Okay. Just don't want her. She sues people, so I don't want her suing us. Well, let's let's look at the facts of the case. Let's do that. Okay, so Joyce McKinney was born in Avery County, North Carolina. Brandy? Okay. We just did an episode yesterday where a guy was born in North Carolina. The colonel wants to retire. It's a big state. He wants to retire down to the colonel. Okay. Is this ever, has he ever left Ohio? I think he, he goes to he Michigan. went to Indiana. Yeah, ever right, true. He went to Indianapolis. And he goes to Chicago. Yes, and he went to Toronto, although he didn't like it. He didn't like it. No. He was a stranger in a strange land. Uh, I'm sure they wasn't too happy about it either. They didn't like it. No. Anyway, Joyce McKinney was born in Avery County, North Carolina in 1949, Brandon. How old were you then? Well, weren't you like 22, 23 then? No, no, no. It was a long time before I graced the earth. Well, me too, you jackass. Uh, Colonel was around, though. Oh, for sure. Might be young, but he was around. He anyway, was 1949, 10. she was the daughter of two school teachers, Brandy. Okay. I don't know what they taught. They taught may, school. May, maybe they taught math. Maybe they taught history. Maybe they taught science. Maybe. But they knew enough about biology to have a child. <laughs> Good for them. Yeah. Bully for them. Bully. Little is known about her childhood and youths. Although her parents have been described as overindulgent, Brandy, uh, because she was their only child. Yeah, that happens. Yeah. There's nothing wrong in overindulging your only child. No. Yeah, you got... Uh, you, you know. Or at least the one that you like. Well, if you only have one, you have to... They have yeah, to but if you've got more than one, you pick a favorite and you overindulge them. Well, true, but she was the only child, so she made out like a bandit. Um, she first gained some prominence in 1972 when she was crowned Miss Wyoming. From North Carolina? <laughs> yeah, which made it even more amazing. <laughs> Apparently they moved somewhere in there that Jason didn't mention. <laughs> Good work, Jason. Leave him alone. <laughs> anyway, she was named Miss Wyoming from Avery County, North Carolina. But she soon tired of the beauty world. Brandy, well, beauty it's exhausting. <laughs> she converted to Mormonism and pointed her Corvette. And she had a Corvette. Nice. Sweet ride. What? Okay. Maybe it was a little red Corvette. I don't know. She she pointed it toward Utah, Brandy. Well, that's the promised land for Mormons. So if you're in Wyoming, is that south or east? Is she in Wyoming or is she in North well, Carolina? She's, she's Miss Wyoming. I'm assuming at this point she lives there. I, I don't think even... they have state residency requirements. I would have to look at a map. Otherwise, people from all over would be going into beauty contests across the country. That would be chaos. <laughs> Can't have anarchy in the beauty it would world. Be, it would be fucking anarchy. But anyway, she soon um, ended up in Utah, which, of course, is where your people are from. Yes. yes. The uh, Mormons, Mormons are very prominent in the state of Utah. They are. And she enrolled in Brigham Young University. BYU. In heartland of Mormon America. BYU, exactly. One of her professors later told reporters that she uh, was quite excited about living so close to the Osmond family, Brandy. Who would not be excited about that? And that she had tried at least on a couple of occasions to contact Donnie Osmond. I bet Again, she liked his teeth. who has not? They had perfect teeth. Donnie Osmond. Osmond's hot. All those Osmonds have perfect teeth. They do. They were camera ready. They are. Do you remember the Osmond show when it was on? The, Vaguely. He was, a, she was a, a Marie, who was his sister. She was a little bit country. He was a little bit rock and roll. Yes. I do remember yes. that. Yes. I don't think he's that, I don't really don't think he was a lot rock and roll, though. I don't know. He's kind of the rebel of the family. <laughs> you think so? He's the bad boy of the Osmonds. Which means what? He drank Coke. <laughs> not Diet Coke or... Not not the ca not that caffeine-free shit. <laughs> Full on. Oh, man. He probably never smoked, though. He wasn't that... I don't know. I put nothing past Donnie. think he masturbated. Probably. I bet he did. He probably smiled when he masturbated because he has that big... All his oh, my teeth. God. What? What? I'm just saying that it's natural for people to masturbate, and I bet Donnie Osmond masturbates. And you masturbate. think, do they all smile when they uh, masturbate? Well, yeah, most of them. Marie, especially. 
<sighs> you know, she's probably masturbated. It's normal. She's and got a lot of kids. They all have. Yeah, so maybe she didn't. Maybe yeah, they, she didn't need to. She didn't need to. They got a lot of kids. Anyway, apparently, so she was obsessed with the Osmonds. This Again, is why she wanted to be. Who was not? Apparently, this is maybe That's why she why wanted she, to be Mormon? Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm reading something in t- between the lines here, so we don't know for sure. Maybe it was a strong faith in the Mormon religion, or it may be that she had was interested in the Osmond family. We don't know. But she did, apparently, uh, stated that her goal was to marry into their family. Sounds a little stocky. And she had her sights uh, set specifically on Wayne Osmond. Now, if you're going to marry That's an low Os- hanging fruit. It really is. <laughs> if you're going to marry an Osmond, well, Wayne. Maybe, <laughs> well, maybe Donnie was taken. Or maybe well, may, I don't know. There is some puppy love. Uh huh. Yeah. Wayne Osmond. I don't know. I'm just reading Jason's script. Ugh. Jason has researched this, you know, spent months researching this story. Well, so. clearly. Yeah, but so. Wayne, well, well I mean, she's, Wayne? you know what, because once you get into the Osmonds, you don't get out. So if she marries Wayne, she's in and she can see Donnie whenever she wants. Does Wayne have nice teeth? I've never seen Wayne. Okay. So. I'm assuming he looks like the rest of them. I don't know. Clean cut image and. Oh, I'm sure. Big teeth. Okay, but um, Joyce wasn't, uh, wasn't the pure Mormon actress that she wanted the media to see her as, Brandy. Hmm. Apparently, according to reports, she had a more seedy history um, than what she portrayed. Well, look, at, don't we all? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, when the media comes and talks to me, I have to. Yeah, I mean, you know, everyone is, you know, we have our public face and then we have, you know, our Craigslist ads. Several, t- <laughs> several tra- uh, tabloids. Dre- uh, dre- once all this happened, it went down. Uh, several t- uh, tabloids uh, dredged up some old newspaper and magazines ads uh, proving that uh, Joyce had worked as a high-class car girl. Yeah, at least she was high-class. Yeah, but uh, Joyce later denied these allegations. So these are only allegations again. Joyce, we love you. She chose... Oh <laughs> so she, she, now she's, you know, we're back to BYU, right? Uh-huh. She chose, as her major, uh, she chose to study drama. Well. <laughs> and, and is there a note? Is there a note there that Jason left us? Yeah. Author's note, this is from Jason, that this was this is a waste of money. I, now, I, I, I tend to agree. I, the fact that she's studying drama, she maybe could teach drama by the time this, this whole story is over with. Because she's apparently drama. has had some drama in her life. But anyway, it was there at BYU studying drama that she met a fellow drama student who was tall, dark, and handsome, Brandy. Looked like an Osmond. 19-year-old Kirk Anderson. He was six foot four, dark-haired, and he was Mormon, Brandy. He was dreamy. What more could you want? Nothing. I need a job. She made it known that she was attracted to him. And they soon began dating. She right. made it known. She's walking around with her titties out going, <laughs> love me some Kirk. Well, she, uh, some, in some That's way, how I make it known when I like somebody. Well, in some way, she let him know that she was interested. She grabbed and, his junk. And they started, <laughs> she probably did grab his junk. Uh, and they started dating. Okay. She later stated, Joyce later stated that Kirk, this is a quote, Kirk made my heart, my heart flip flop. Yeah. End quote. I will never, no, this is a still quote. I will never forget the first quiver when he look, looked at me at, for the first time. Unquote. What do you think about that, Brandy? She's got a way with words. I think she needed a mop. You could tell she's a drama major. Oh. <laughs> In one interview, she claimed that they were nothing more, they did nothing more than make out several times. In another interview, she claimed that she became pregnant and later miscarried their child. Overcome by guilt, uh, Kurt Anderson sought the advice of his local bishop. So apparently they're fooling around a little bit. A little bit. And Kurt, being a good Mormon, knows that this is not right to fool around before marriage. And I'm sure you agree with that. Mm-hmm. I always have. 
And uh, so he went to get some guidance from the local bishop Mm -hmm. who advised him to sever all ties from Joyce and leave Utah. Jesus Christ, can't (laughs) he just break up with her? Well, apparently. Good God. (laughs) Apparently, not according to the bishop. The bishop told him to, you know, uh, get the hell out of Dodge. Cut bait and run. (laughs) Jesus. Joyce, however, was not to be deterred. She hired private detectives who, after 18 months, eventually tracked Anderson down in Surrey, England. So so she has enough money as a well, you know, BYU student well, she was to Ma- hire— She was Miss Wyoming. Well, to hire private detectives that worked for 18 months and tracked this guy— to yeah. Surrey with a fringe yeah, on top, England. I don't know if she made some money from her. Pre-internet. So that means they probably had to go over there and oh, yeah, track him was, down. Yeah, it was a lot of uh, shoe so leather, I'm sure. I can't even imagine how much that cost her. Yeah, I don't know where she got the money unless she made some money from the... Hooking? No. Well, oh, yeah. She got skills not, to pay the bills. Again, she denies that. Unless she got money from... Her time as Miss Wyoming. Dude, there that is not that much money. I don't know. Uh, you don't have you can't have Miss Wyoming's running around as poppers. Sure you can. I don't know. And her and her her parents were teachers, so you know they were loaded. Oh. <laughs> anyway, somehow she paid these detectives. Much like myself. <laughs> I bet her parents have a couple massages. Every, oh, I bet they do. Every week. Once yeah, a week. buddy. But anyway, she hires a de- private detective. Maybe it was a cheap hire. I don't know. Maybe a cheap detective. You know, you can get those discounted detectives sometimes if you catch them, catch them on sale. <laughs> you can get a Groupon. <laughs> you can get a Groupon. So anyway, she hired this detective. They traced him down. He's in Surrey, England, where he was working as a door-to-door Mormon missionary. So he's not working. He's just on his mission. He's on his mission. Most most Mormons in their late, for those who are not familiar, most Mormons in their late teens take time from college to complete a two-year missionary project where they spread the good news of Mormonism to people who are trying to sleep in on a Saturday. That was Jason's line. <laughs> That's, That's pretty kind, good. That's pretty, it's pretty good. true. That's pretty true. Although one, I got one time, uh, a, a Mormon came to my house and she was so smoking hot beautiful and she was um i think she was like um pure navajo indian or something oh my god she was gorgeous i i i i went to like church and everything with her because i was had the hots for her (laughs) i didn't convert though you know if you play your cards right though those little missionaries show up you can get them to do your yard work and stuff (laughs) yeah i should have tried that i always see them because they always wear the guys always wear their white shirts Mm -hmm. and the little black uh name tag name tag yeah with the help of a friend um, this is uh, Joyce, uh, a friend by the name of Keith May. Uh, Joyce conducted concocted a plan to kidnap Kirk Anderson and deprogram him from the Mormon, Mormon Church. Ah, this is a fatal attraction for sure. Well, yeah, again, this is alleged, right? Armed with a fake gun, huh. Keith confronted Anderson on the steps of the local Mormon Church. And hustled him into a waiting car. In England. Yes. So now, wait a minute. So now not only has she hired all these detectives. Yeah, she's. Uh, she's flown her and her henchmen over to England. I think it's a henchman. I think henchman. Just yeah. To go fly over to England and kidnap this poor guy who just wants to kind of move on with his life. With a fake gun. With a fake gun. Yeah. This chick. I wonder if it was one of those little guns where you pull the trigger and that little says sign, bang. Uh, sign comes out and says bang. I want to know where this chick's getting. Is she recycling bottles? What the fuck is she doing to get all that know. money? I don't know. I don't know. These are allegations. Okay. So allegedly they chloroformed and hitting uh, and hid um, Anderson under, under a blanket. If I had a dime. <laughs> and then May drove Anderson 200 miles. Uh, where the kidnappers had rented a 17th century cottage for 50 pounds a week, which is what, about $75 a week, something like that? I don't fucking know. Something like that. More money if than I would Colonel have to rent a here, cottage, he, he would know. Look, he could look it up. I'll look it up when it gets to my part, but about 100 bucks a month, or 75 to 100 bucks a week. Joyce had, pre- uh, she prepared for this um, 
her time, her reunification with, um, with her friend Kirk by reading the book The Joy of Sex. Huh. Did you ever read that? No. I read it. Did you? Yeah, but you know. How'd it go? What was, it was the ending? So, it's all what was the ending so, like? <laughs> it's also, I don't know, mechanical. You know, it wasn't, it didn't, you know, didn't show a lot of bukkake or anything like that. Well, shit. You know, I, I heard that Carrot Top, you know the comedian Carrot Top? I do. He was really into bukkake. I heard that he, like, when he goes to the, uh, he goes to the Bunny Ranch. And Are you making this no, up? No, no, no. I, I swear I saw, I saw this in an interview. He, when he goes to, I think it was on Howard Stern. When he goes to the Bunny Ranch, he may have been kidding, I don't know. But when he went to the, uh, the when he went to the Bunny Ranch in uh, or Nevada, mm-hmm. that that was his thing. He liked to do bukkake, carrot top. Imagine that. <laughs> get that image in your head, Brandy. I can't. Get it out. <laughs> All right, so Kirk was handcuffed to a bed and uh, with uh, fur-lined handcuffs, Brandy. Well, you don't want to leave a mark. Classy. It is classy. Sexy. Uh, And according to these reports, Joyce tried to persuade him to marry her, and she would also stand by his bed as he was um, handcuffed and read scripture to him. She needs to make up her mind. I don't know. That's kind of hot. Yeah, yeah, I know that's something you always look for. <laughs> After leaving him, uh, leaving him chained to the bed for several days, in which t- the period of time in which she claims he agreed to marry her, mm. he came around. Sure, but now Kirk vehemently denied that he agreed to marry her. Well, once he gets out, fuck that noise. <laughs> it's not binding. Is no, that what you're saying? no, it's not even a gentleman's agreement. Okay, so he's he's chained up to the bed. Yes. She's reading him scriptures, handcuffed, just, handcuffed to the bed. She's reading him scriptures. She's uh, read The Joy of Sex, and now she's convinced that he's agreed to marry her. What happens next, Brandy? Tell us what happens next. So. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. One night, old girl comes rolling in there wearing a see-through nightie. I mean, Tonight's the night. I mean, what's this guy's problem? If she's Miss Wyoming, that's... that's- that's a pretty good deal. Tonight, tonight's the night that the magic is going to happen. Spread uh, your wings and let me come inside. Yes. As Rod Stewart would say. Yes. So, Kirk had been tied spread eagle and Joyce began to sexually stimulate him. Ah, the old spread eagle sexual stimulation. If I had a dime. <laughs> First of all, where did the other guy go? Did she just say, okay, I'm done with you now. Take off. You got him here. Thanks. Bye-bye. Well, he was probably sightseeing. He probably went to number 10 Downing Street. He probably went yeah, to the he might London have. Bridge. Joyce, oh, no, I think it's in the, yeah. 
Never mind. Go ahead. London Bridge is in London. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Joyce claimed that she ripped off his pajamas and his Magic Mormon underwear. He had Magic Mormon underwear. That is the thing here in quotes. Well, Jason, Jason probably, you know, he's very detailed. She stated that there was only one way to make Kurt get out of Mormonism, and that was to make love to him. That was to Well, I mean, I, you know, I would have probably broke at, you know, maybe just some heavy petting, but yeah, whatever. Well, I just hate that term. And that was to make love to him. Because for a Mormon missionary to Make have a love, love affair, to have a love affair is totally taboo. Well, that's why I'm saying. Yeah, he, he, they were being tabooy. Tabooy. They were tabooy. <laughs> Kurt later told a court, "I couldn't move. She grabbed the top of my pajamas and tore them from my body till I was naked. Now, Bitch was crazy strong." <laughs> he then claimed that she raped him three times. And we do not uh, approve of rape. No, we do not. She ins- she insists that she never raped him. She claimed that it was impossible for a woman to rape a man, arguing. And here's the argument for that, and I think it's it's a valid argument. Are you ready? Yes. Are you sitting down? I am. It's like trying to put a marshmallow into a parking meter. I th- Okay, so her claim she is... She is could, quite the wordsmith, let me tell you. Well, you know, rape isn't necessarily penetration, right? Right. So, she's claiming because he didn't penetrate her, that wasn't rape. But we know that that's not true, and it's sexual assault, sexual assault. Trying to put a marshmallow into a parking meter. There. Have that image. <laughs> Eventually, after promising to marry her and having his chains loosened... Anderson managed to escape and went to the police. He told them that during his ordeal, McKinney said she would ravage him until she was sure she was pregnant. Oh, so she was she was trying to conceive a child with him. And Ma- that's not cool. Not cool. McKinney and May were arrested, so evidently her buddy was around. Okay. Uh, they were he probably arrested. got back from the um, uh, 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 on and off bus tour. Sure. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, what's going on? <laughs> uh, they were arrested three days later at a roadblock. Oh, at a roadblock. I wonder if they took his fake gun. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, McKinney later claimed that local police were paid off by the Mormons. See, I just I have a lot of faith in the do you London or in the England uh, police department. I don't think they're like you know like you were going to Laos or someplace where you can just buy off the authorities. I think it's hard to buy off a Bobby. Have you ever tried to buy a Bobby? It's not easy. I've I've not. All right. But when I go to England, I <laughs> maybe I will try. I think uh, I'm calling bullshit on that. I think that they uh, the Bobbies would not accept a bribe. Well, Do not know. bribe a Bobby. That's my. I I live by that motto. I can tell. I am going to have that tattooed on my chest. Don't bribe a Bobby. You should have it tattooed on your neck. Oh, in like cursive? Yeah. Well, in that way, everybody knows. I think I will. Uh, Let's see. As soon as I leave here today, that's what I'm going to do. So local police are paid off by the Mormons. As the London police placed her in a police van, she wrote, help me, on a note that she placed against the rear window. Okay. That makes sense. This is my favorite thing right now so far. Okay. She later claimed to have written two letters for her parents and for the press. Placing one in her vagina and the other one in her rectum. Because if I'm her mom and I'm looking for a letter from her, first of all, I don't want either one of those. But, you know, where's the first? Oh, I know she had a letter. Check her vagina. I might be in there. Well, what? It, it opens up a whole line of questioning. Like, why does she have paper? Why? No, the question is, like, what if you pull out the wrong one? Well, and why is she having to smuggle it anywhere? I mean, well, I guess because she's uh, the police checker. I guess before they incarcerate her. Yeah, but you get you can have things where you just mail them. Like they allow you to have mail. And really, let's be honest. Could she put two of them in her vagina? She probably could. I'm not doubting that. I'm just right. saying. 
Check her vagina. There, it might be in there. I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, the, the press release. It's in my rectum. It's yeah. It's in her rectum. Go ahead. Now see if Chuck go had for one, it. Chuck had one in his rectum. He would have problems right now. Well, now he put a note for his doctor up there. <laughs> He'd get it tomorrow. Uh, appearing at Epsom Magistrates Court, she scoffed. She scoffed. She's a scoffer. Yes, at the idea that she raped him. Here we go. And this is where I feel like she suffers from some self-esteem issues. Okay. I don't have to beg for boys' services. I'm 36, 24, 36. Or 38, 24, 36, excuse me, so I don't beg. I, I was Miss Wyoming. I, you know, I kind of got to, I have to agree with her there. Uh, she, she also claimed in a hearing that I loved Kirk so much that if he asked me, I would ski down Mount Everest with a carnation up my nose. But why would you? Work? There is so much. This chick has got the imagery what? shit down. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. So she's she's pledging to ski down Mount Everest with a carnation in her nose. Why? Well, no. Why, she said she would if he asked. Why? Why would he ask her to put a carnation in her nose? I can see skiing down Mount Everest because that that's a, sh- uh, a, a a way to prove your love. But why would he want to her to go as far as putting a carnation in her nose? Because she's already got a ladder in her vagina and her rectum. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> she's just she's a, she's a wordsmith. I don't I don't know. Okay. So she's sent to Holloway Prison to await trial for false imprisonment. Okay. During the interviews she granted, she said she feared being surrounded by lesbians and murderers. Yeah. And hinted that she had no intention of sticking around for her trial. All right. Uh, Concerned over her deteriorating mental health, she was released on bail after three months. The bitch is going crazy. Get her the hell out of here. (laughs) Reading between the lines there, they got tired of her. (laughs) Well, you know, she's trying to shove things in her vagina all the time. Get her out of here. She's got a carnation in her nose. Yeah, there's a lot happening. (laughs) Uh, after news of the manacled Mormon story made headlines, McKinney became an overnight sensation. I bet she did. With all of that attention came perks. Oh. She was invited to movie premieres and parties with rock stars. Nice. Like who? The British tabloid press whisked her off to parties where she met members of the Rolling Stones and the and the Bee Gees. Oh, Hello. And Chuck is not here. To but sing. not the Osmonds. He, see, here's the thing. Why would you want, if you're a Bee Gee... Say you're, say you're Robin of the Bee Gees. Why do you want a party with this Mormon with a carnation in her nose and a letter in her rectum? I don't, I don't know. But now, she, uh, and even, she got picked up in a Rolls Royce and went to the premiere of the film The Stud. Nice. Where she managed to upstage its star, Joan Collins. Joan <laughs> Collins then turned around and had her killed. <laughs> Uh, about a week. I, I'm sorry, I don't remember the movie, this stuff. Have you ever seen it? No. <laughs> okay. Uh, about a week before their trial was to begin, Joyce and Keith jumped bail, shocker, okay. and fled to Canada. How I, did they do just, that? Wait a minute. Just, I gotta, <laughs> I can't. Just. <laughs> you know, I'm kind of thinking. Stop that, talking. I, I, I'm kind of thinking the uh, the immigration officials look the other way. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> okay, you okay there? <laughs> they, they disguised themselves as deaf mutes. <laughs> well, what the fuck does that mean? How do you disguise yourself as a death mute? I don't know. <laughs> do they have special t-shirts? Do they wear a vest? I don't understand what happened. They want to there's t-shirts that says I would stoop. <laughs> they each have one. How do you I, I don't know. That oh, that's that's you know, it's disparaging uh, to well, she was, death mutes. She was in drama, so I mean she pulled it off. And they use false passports to flee the country. I need to know. So what when a, they scream, I need to know what a deaf mute disguise is. I'm going to go as that for Halloween. Well, when they, they the police scream stop, they just kept going going. Do, do they do the trapped in the box? I don't know. And they had a you know they had a mumble like you know. Oh my god. 
What's the point of mumbling? They can't hear. Jackass. Passports, please. No, you got to sign that shit out. Uh, in a... That's terrible. That's ridiculous. I, I, it really is. It's, it it's, 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 uh, reflects poorly on death mutes, I think. Not death mutes. Deaf. Deaf. <laughs> they were disguised as deaf mutes. Did they paint their faces white and wear little black berets? I don't understand. Because uh, that doesn't look suspicious at all. No. Well, it worked. Oh, my God. All I'm right. still saying they look the other way and let them out of the country. Oh. Hold on. I think I flipped my eyeball inside out. Right. So, in April of 1978, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, the Mounties, Yes, reported, they always get their man. Well, they didn't this time. They reported <laughs> they had no idea where the two fugitives were. A month later, a British journalist tracked down the pair uh, in Atlanta, Georgia, where they were hiding in public disguised as nuns. (laughs) This man... Were they mute nuns? I don't know, but the man was disguised as a nun. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that probably was a giveaway. Yeah. When the journalist dredged up adverts and nude pictures, which revealed her to be a former call girl... She became hysterical with rage, and it's been alleged that she used this sex work to raise money to track Kirk down. So that's where she got her money. Uh, uh, let's well, see. Well, again, she denies this. So um, I want to give her the benefit of the doubt because all these are allegations that Jason is alleging. Jason's like that. Mm-hmm. In July of 1978, the pair was finally arrested for entering the United States under false passports. Hmm. Were they dressed as nuns at the time? I don't know. They could have been mutes by then. I don't know. Um, With carnations in their nose. Right. Uh, British officials announced that they had no plans to ask for extradition. (laughs) That's right. You keep them. Yeah. It's y'all's problem. And the charges in America were dropped, and she vanished from the public eye. Until. Okay. May of 1984. She resurfaced in Utah and was arrested for allegedly stalking Kirk at work. All right, so this is like some seven years later. She's still obsessed with this guy. She claims that she only... Allegedly. Allegedly. Mm -hmm. She claims that she only wanted to see how he was doing. Okay. But police found rope and handcuffs in her car. (laughs) I'm sure that was just a coincidence. Oh, who doesn't keep that shit? Did they find the incarnations in her car? No. She again disappeared just before her trial, and the case was dismissed. Okay. You know what? Fair I enough. could do one of those things, and <laughs> I would be sentenced to, like, life in prison. And this bitch just floats around all over the place well, raping again, people. It's alleged. Maybe she didn't do it. Mm, yeah, but we'll never know because she never went to trial. Right. By the late 1990s, McKinney was back in North Carolina. Her health had taken a turn for the worse. Oh. Uh-huh. And she was in a wheelchair and lived with her dog, Hamburger. Uh, her dog, what's this dog's name? Hamburger. Nice. Yeah. Who she may have liberated from a local shelter in less than legal ways. So what's that her mean? in her wheelchair, <laughs> dressed carnation as a, in her carnation nose. in her nose, deaf mute makeup on. <laughs> in the nun's uh, habit. Con- incognito took a dog. With, with two notes. Show, one note yeah. shoved direct them and then one in her vagina. Uh, let's see. She got she she uh, kidnapped a dog from a shelter. Uh, she well, evidently you just adopt a dog from the shelter. I mean, well, she don't want to pay for that. That's a hassle, and you got to provide ID. Uh, Hello, Keith May was uh, in California selling plumbing supplies until his death in two thousand four. Oh, so he's no longer with us. No, Kirk uh, was selling real estate in Utah. Okay. In two thousand eight, McKinney made headlines again. When she became the proud owner of a puppy that had been cloned from her deceased dog by a South Korean company. From hamburger? I guess. <laughs> no, wait a minute. Read that again. Read that sentence again because I, I, I don't want to miss that. I don't want to know where she's getting all this fucking cash, man. So what happened? In t- Listen. Okay. In 2008, McKinney made headlines again when she became the proud owner of a puppy that had been cloned from her deceased dog by a South <laughs> Korean company. They can they clone your dogs? Evidently, they cloned ham they cloned hamburger. Pretty good deal. I wonder if they called her she called this one Patty. 
or cheese uh, or I don't know, but one, how, much, how much I set you back. Again, baller. <laughs> she probably gets. Uh, I wonder if she was hooking from that wheelchair. She gets a couple of I bet she was. I bet she was hooking no. from that wheelchair. Yes, she was. No. You she's ain't even. Disabled young you lady. She, she's deaf and mute by that time. She's not deaf anything. <laughs> she's deaf. And you don't know that she wasn't kicking it in that wheelchair. She's probably got stuff in her ears. So that's, why, that's why she's deaf. She's fucking people in that wheelchair. That's what's happening. Uh, let's see. The revival. Oh, well, you know, there's this whole. Let me tell you. There's this whole kink about amputees. Yes, I know. Yeah, so maybe she's doing amputee. Now, we don't know that. That's just that's something we're... That's just something you made up right made there. Up there. Yeah. For comedic That's purposes. not true at all, so there we go. Right. But there's a lot of people who make money uh, doing I know. amputee porn. I know. Amputees. <laughs> well, I mean, really, it's kind of nice that it gives them an opportunity to uh, make a living, even though they have some sort of disability. They can just you know, take off their leg and fuck someone on camera and make some money. It's uh, it's American dream, really. Yeah. <laughs> so the revival of interest in her story. What if led... anyone? What if anyone has ever faked being an amputee just to get into? Amputee I don't know how porn? you fake being well, an amputee. Well, because you know you can do you can they can use that like at green screen stuff like they did with um, Forrest Gump. And I don't know when the last time you watched porn was, but <laughs> you know the the production value there is pretty low. You're talking like a VHS tape recorder and yeah but know. i mean that's pretty uh, that's pretty mainstream anymore that technology because i mean they use it like at tv stations to do weather where they, uh-huh yeah so they could just so make, it's not porn so i no, i'm saying i wonder because that, that would be pretty disgusting if uh people with all their limbs do you know how much doing, money that would cost no i don't the green screen that doesn't cost very much no money. no no but you would have to edit that leg out yeah and it moved if it did that shut up no, I'm saying is I'm it saying would be despicable hush. if someone did that who were had all their limbs taking work away from potential uh, people who are, have real disabilities who are who are able to do uh, who are very limited in what they can do but are but are able to do uh, amputee porn and it would take away their opportunities. You know, it's like. Kind of like uh, sitting in the uh, uh, sitting on a train in the disabled seat. It's kind of the same thing, or pulling in, dry, parking in a disabled uh, parking space when you're not disabled. If you're doing amputee porn and you're not really an amputee, it's a social problem that we need to address, Randy. I think you're a social problem we need to address. <laughs> well, I see. That's why I wish the colonel was here because he. With him, you know, I'm not always articulate, but the colonel would talk 25 minutes on how much that is an outrage. Well, and how much he knows about amputee porn because he would know about it. Yes. Okay. So, well. I'm just outraged that people would make amputee porn and they're not amputees. That's okay. all I'm saying. What I'm saying is I figured out how the bitch has made her money and probably continues to make her money to have hamburger cloned. Okay. What? How? The film, uh-huh. Tabloid, yes. by Ear- Ear- Earl, E-R-R-O-L, Earl, Earl, Earl Flynn, no, Morris, oh. <coughs> no, all right, so, he, but the, he, the film, he used to sell cigarettes, that's, I Philip, don't know. that's Philip Morris, I guess, yeah, the film gives further details regarding McKinney's work as a call girl, yeah. earning funds for her team's international adventure by offering bondage and S&M services around the time she became obsessed with Kirk. Oh, uh, well, you know. So I bet a, she's still doing it. That's high demand. She's doing it from the chair, dude. That's no, exactly what's happening. She denies those allegations. No. She sued the guy for it. So I believe there it. There is that. I believe it. I don't. In January. I believe uh, the young lady who had her dog cloned and is in a nun's outfit in a wheelchair and a death mute. In January 2016, Carnations up her nose. McKinney filed suit against Earl Morris, See? claiming that she had been misrepresented in the film and that Morris and others relate, related to the documentary's production had broken into her home, stolen personal items related to the case, and threatened the life of her service dog if McKinney did not sign release papers, allowing them to use her footage for the film. Well, that's not cool. Joy's lawsuit claimed the filmmaker told her the documentary would clear her name and instead it painted her as a prostitute and a crazy person. But if she, she denies, they told him that, how could she hear him if she's a deaf mute? She denies many of the accounts in the film. Okay. 
Legal representatives for Morris stated that the evidence will show that McKinney willingly, in fact eagerly, participated participated in the lengthy interview that is featured in the film. Hmm. Apparently, Joyce was offered to settle the case for sixty-five grand and refused, claiming that they'd made millions off of her and she wanted some of it. I don't blame her one bit. They're going around making amputee porn. I think she's deserving a little bit of that. <laughs> It wasn't amputee porn. Stop with the amputee porn. Uh, Morris has reported that the suit was thrown out of courts, but others claim that the case is still pending. And mm. she is evidently still alive somewhere in her wheelchair with her clone dog. Hamburger. No. Cheeseburger. Hamburger. Cheeseburger. I don't know. It, slider. Well, she seems His like a very... His name is Slider. <laughs> she seems like a very interesting person. Uh-huh. And, uh, are you just worried she's going to stalk you, and that's why you keep no, doing that? No, no, because these, as I said, these are all just allegations. We don't know if that's all true, but I will say she's had she's lived a very interesting life. She's crazy. Well, you can't make you can't make that. Uh, I can, and just did. She's a loon. What lends you to believe that she's crazy? Let's start with. She's hired private detectives to track down this poor fucking missionary. That was a long time ago, though. It was 1974. Haven't you ever done things that you regret? Sure. She doesn't regret them. (laughs) We don't know that. She doesn't regret them. She cloned her dog. She did clone her dog. (laughs) That's pretty cool. I'm telling you, she's doing some... Chuck should clone Rudy. She's doing some shit because cloning cloning hamburger couldn't have been easy. Cloning ain't easy. No, it is not. Okay, Brandy, your final thoughts on what the hell this broad's name is. Joyce McKinney. Bitch is crazy. All right. I like her. Of course she did. She reminds you of some of the girls you dated. She was uh, Miss Wyoming. She from North Carolina. That's not easy to do. Had she not been Miss Wyoming, would you care less about her? She uh, skied down Mount Everest with a carnation in she her nose. She did not. <laughs> and she had uh, letters in her rectum and her vagina. What's not to like, Brandy? And she cloned her dog. It's the pretty. I mean. Cloning your dog, skiing down. Now, listen. She didn't ski. (laughs) Bitch cannot ski. This is quite an accomplishment for a deaf mute. Quadriplegic. (laughs) None. For North Carolina to be able to win with with, uh, a note in her vagina and her rectum and a carnation in her nose. All these... All these obstacles that she's had to overcome to win Miss Wyoming. She's a pioneer. (laughs) Is that what you're saying? To win Miss Wyoming. Uh Uh-huh. And to go on to clone her dog. That is an amazing woman. Joyce McKinney. We love you, Joyce. Hugs and kisses. I mean, she, she really is a pioneer. She should be, when you know, when it's like International Day of the Woman, she should be out there because she skied down Mount Everest. She can't be. She didn't ski. The bitch cannot ski. Skied down Mount There's Everest no proof. with a carnation There is no in proof nose. the bitch has ever even seen snow. Well, she's in Utah. She saw some guts. She said it's in snow. Not necessarily. It snows in Utah. Yeah, but not maybe not in the valleys. Hmm. You don't fucking know. You don't know her life. Uh, you don't either. I'm saying she's amazing. I'm she's, saying. I, I, I I'm saying see, you're first. I don't see how you're scared. A deaf mute could ski down Mount Everest. To me, that's amazing just by itself. Why? But then to be from North Carolina and win Miss Wyoming. I Why? mean. Why? Why do you find it amazing that a deaf mute could ski? Because you have, you have to be able to yell when you're going down the mountain. I think you can yell, <laughs> and you have to be able to hear in case and there's an avalanche. All, no, you don't have to be able to yell to go down the mountain, and you don't have to be able to hear. I'm pretty sure you feel it when an avalanche I, I, is coming. Have you ever uh, skied down Mount Everest? Yes or no? no. Okay. She's accomplished something in no, her life that you've had never... It. She didn't do it. Shut up. Stop talking. And have you ever cloned your dog? No. That's two things you ever did. Have you ever been Miss Wyoming while living in North Carolina? <laughs> okay. No. So she's accomplished a great but deal in her life, even though she's a deaf mute in a wheelchair. But she didn't and clone her dog. <laughs> she had some South Koreans do it. Well, that's you know, South Koreans are very talented, too. They are. So she just paid the money. <laughs> 
and well, she did still, not have her dog. She did still, not clone you got her dog. This poor, poor little lady, deaf amputee, is in the, the in, in, in the wheelchair. This little nun in the wheelchair with carnations in her nose becomes Miss Wyoming from North Carolina, which is not easy to do. Uh, you said, and in in just saying, it's pretty amazing that she's in a wheelchair. You're jackass. Mute, that's what I'm a saying. Nun from North Carolina wins Miss Wyoming. And still has the ability to ski down Mount Hazard with a carnation in her nose and clone her dog. Those are pretty amazing skills. She's a very accomplished young lady. Okay. Okay. Brandy. What? We would like to thank all of those who support us on Patreon. If you would like to support us uh, this podcast, I don't know why in the hell you would, but if you would get quality stories like this, mm. Uh, please, I mean, we want to thank Jason. That was a great story, Jason. It's very funny, so thank you very much. But please, if you'd like to support us on Patreon, go to patreon.com slash historydweebs, where you can give a little, you can give a lot, or... Just a wee tiny bit. Yes, yes. Just a wee tiny bit. We'd be very, very much, very grateful. Uh, Brandy, tell us, uh, uh, we're going to give a shout-out to our good friends who support us on Patreon, right? Sure. Okay, let's do it. Hit it. Thank you. Terry, Alicia and Chip, Jen Moyer, Tommy Lane, Jason Dykes, James Seabright, Aaron Fowler, Shelly Garrett, Bridget Clavey, Bridget Bernhard, Nene, Stacy, Christine Hauer, uh, Cheryl Weldon, Mistress Vader, Ron, uh, Brady McBride, Jennifer Savota, Maggie Glover, um, I think that's Marsha, Boris, Stacy Alsop, Jody Wells, Daniel Sweet, Amber Sweet, Amber Anderson, uh, the podcast They Walk Among Us with Ben and Rosanna. Yes, our friends Ben and Rosanna. Great podcast. Laura Violet, Michael Deo, Kelly, Karen Widner, Callie Jones, Joseph Kerr, uh, Laverne Meredith, Jessica Greeno, The Pleasing Terrors podcast with Mike Brown. Sarah Bloom, Amber Croup, the Now American History podcast. With our good friend Joe. Yes. Uh, Rebecca, Cheryl, Catherine Cotgarage Richardson, Fiona Crisp, Laura O'Reilly, Donna Curran, John, Sue Story, Christine Bourgeois, Maja, Aaron with an A, Kimberly Cambron, Elise, the History Goes Bump podcast with Diane Student, Amber Trevino, Annette Petre, Lise, Amber Scoville, Jahara, uh, is it Maggie? You, you got to rewrite this list. Marquita. Marquita, yes. Smith. Mm-hmm. Jeff and Don Chestnut that have a couple of podcasts. Yes, they, they host the uh, podcast called uh, Back Roads uh, to History. It's a really good history podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, check it out. They did a great one on Ronald Reagan was the last one, but they've got one now that's coming up now. I think I haven't listened to it yet on the history of tuberculosis. Oh, and fun. Uh, of course, Jeff is a doctor and his wife's worked in the medical field, mm-hmm. so it should be really good. Andrew Happ, Karen Barnes, Rachel Flynn, Holly Woodward, Shirley Strap, Todd Long, Lydia, Lydia Fisher, Tyrone, Phyllis Munson, Melissa Montoya, Brittany Irvin, Jennifer Siemens, and Cindy Liu, Kristen. Heather Poole, The Vanished Podcast. Yes, with Marissa Jones. Mm-hmm. Zachary, Canadian True Crime Podcast. With um, uh, Christy Lee. Uh, Insight with Charlie and Allie. Tracy Smith. Uh, Jess from Kiwi Crimes. And Rudy the Wonder Dog. Yes, who may be cloned soon. Nope. Um, and We're going to send him to South Korea to be cloned. We should. And uh, I would like to say that we are nominated for People's Choice award yes um, we would like on to our page all of you who voted for us yes but if you can go back and vote for us so that we can make it to the finals that would be awesome as yeah, well it's discovery pods and then if you join our facebook uh group there's a link there karen barnes has worked tirelessly to get us nominated and, she has and it's yeah. an honor to be nominated yes. it really is but i kind of want to win because i have i have an acceptance speech well, ready I, to go yes i hope we do win uh with and, tears and if we don't um i'll be upset no we're very happy to just be nominated and thank all of you who voted and um so brandy any final thoughts uh, before we wrap this up i have no final thoughts i am going to um write a letter 
to uh, this young lady. Uh, As Joyce, you should. And find out what she's up to nowadays and see if she's available and if uh, she would like to see me socially. Good luck. I will push her around in her wheelchair. Good luck with that. Thank you all for joining us, and we'll see you next time on History Dweebs. Bye-bye. 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 Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.